Welcome to What's Eric Eating? Culture Map's weekly look at all things Houston bars and restaurants. I'm your host, Culture Map food editor Eric Sandler. I have Ryan Lachane from Real Restaurant coming up in a little bit. But first, I'm joined by my co-host this week. He is a passionate advocate for the Houston food scene. Matt Harris, welcome back to the show. How are you? Uh, doing doing pretty well, sir. Not going to lie. Excited. Uh, it is the last week of 2020. Yes, I think I think that's true for everyone. You, you, time time is a construct, right? We we apply these organizational structures um, to to time, but but yet it it will still feel good to see 2020 in the rearview mirror and move into 2021. I think. Agreed. All right, let us dive right into the news of the week. And for topic number one, I wanted to start with something. You said on last week's Year in Review show, which is that you thought it was a good year for Houston dining. And I think it might be a little bit hard for people to sort of process that statement, given, you know, all of the challenges uh, that restaurants have faced this year, shutdowns, capacity limits, so many good places that we all really liked um, have closed. And, and we may not be done with that process. Some of that may spill into 2021. Um, but you, on balance, thought it was a good year. And so since uh, the year in review format doesn't really provide you with much in the way in terms of being able to sort of expand on that thought, I, I just thought I'd ask you why you said that. Is, is this what you call in radio being put on the spot? Well, I did. I did send you an outline that, that told you I was going to ask you that question. Fair, no, and I'm glad you did. I'm glad you did. Um, you know, it's uh, uh, appreciate the opportunity to pro- provide a little um, context to us to said statement. Uh, obviously, it's been a um, terrible and devastating year on many, many levels, most importantly, on a human level. Um, But good is relative. uh, And I think uh, in a very narrow sense, it's been a step forward uh, in the Houston dining scene. I also think that's um, really a testament to the perseverance, the hustle, and the passion of uh, the Houston food industry. Right. No. I, and I think, you know, we talked about this a little bit on the show last week, but I think one of the ways that we've sort of seen that creativity flourish is in all of these food startups that have sort of popped up this year. And we've, we've talked about them now pretty extensively, whether it's Tatamo or Underground Creamery or Angie's Pizzas or, or, you know, chefs who had been working in restaurants kind of going out on their own with different side hustles like Sasha Grumman's Focaccia or, all the pastries that Christina Ah made before she signed on to La Cecilia, um, et cetera, et cetera. Right. We, yeah. The, the pop-ups that Tlaloc and Papalo Mercado did, um, just some, yeah, it's, and, and as we were sitting there listing those last week, you know, it just started to, um, that belief just started to kind of grow even, um, more secure, uh, I guess. At, at the end of the day, I'm an optimist by nature. Um, so there's uh, the old saying, you know, it's not how many times you get knocked down, but how many times you get up. Um, and I think that the food um, restaurants and bars deserve a lot of credit for what they did this year. And um, and I think it shows uh, yeah, that no, is I, not to in any way, shape or form dismiss the challenges uh, and that's putting it lightly. Right. And you know, obviously I know with Brian on the show, we'll be talking pretty extensively about what he's sort of faced this year and how he's responded to it. Um, but yeah, I mean, so I guess you said you're an optimist by nature. So, so overall you're feeling pretty good about kind of where we're going headed into 2021. 
Well, I, I think it's important to separate the two uh, and and feel good in a very narrow sense that it's been a really difficult year. Um, there is, uh, but as a diner, um, I've was felt, you know, it was a, a step forward. Um, there a lot of exciting things going on, um, you know, and I just, I struggle because I don't want to, you know, I, I selfishly, it's, it's not about, you know, the Houston diner. Um, it's been a really challenging year. I think there've been, um, some successes despite that. And that's really, uh, hats off to, um, to everyone. Um, that was a part of making that happen. Absolutely. All right. Let us move on. Topic number two. Um, <laughs> on, a, on a lighter note, uh, I did want to note that uh, New York's Van Leeuwen ice cream announced that its first Houston location will open in the spring in the former still city pop space in rice village. Matt, I know you really like ice cream and you go to New York occasionally have you had Van Leeuwen? I have. And? Um, what it's you good ice cream. I, uh, <laughs> yes, I, you can, yes, I, I agree with that. Uh, no, I, I mean, you can get it at Central Market. So I, I had the chance and I bought a couple of pints, uh, including a mint chocolate chip that really knocked my socks off. And they're known for their vegan ice creams. So that'll kind of diversify what we have here in the city. I, I mean, just in general, I'm in, I'm in favor of more ice cream. Uh, sure. Uh, I, I do think, um, ice cream, um, recently has, uh, speaking of taking steps forward has, uh, taken some pretty big steps forward. I don't know that it will um, sort of jump the line of some of the other local places that I really enjoy. Um, but having a vegan option is certainly nice for those that are vegan. And mint chocolate chip is my favorite flavor of ice cream. So, <laughs> Well, there you go. All right. Uh, topic number three, I just want to note a few of the recent openings that we haven't really talked about on the show, kind of in the, the, the rush to the end of the year. I want to start with 93 Till, which is described as a record bar from chefs Lung Lee and Gary Lee in the former Night Heron space. Um, basically, it's a, it's kind of a bar lounge with like a 12 item menu um, kind of grounded in seasonality. So uh, some small vegetable plates, some shareable snacky type stuff, uh, four different kinds of toast. Um, and of course a, a fried chicken sandwich. Cause you have to have a fried chicken sandwich in, uh, in 2020. Matt, I know, you know, Gary from his time working at underbelly you live in Montrose, not very far from 93 Till. What are you? Uh, what are your thoughts? What are you? Uh, will you go? Or are you excited? Does this seem like a, an interesting addition to your neighborhood? Uh, so I, I think go. Yes. Um, uh, curious. Um, maybe um, is kind of the first word that comes to mind. Um, so. Uh, seeing, you know, that uh, location is obviously right in the wheelhouse for my current living conditions. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, I will, I would imagine probably by the next time I'm on the cast that uh, I will have been. I have not been yet. My apologies. I, I stopped by on their first night of service and they were having some issues because a transformer had exploded nearby. 
but you know, they served me some stuff and, and I got to try a few things and, and I think it's really promising. You know, I, like I said, I, I knew Gary from his time at underbelly and then he left Houston and worked for David Chang for a while in New York and Lung has worked in on the West coast and in DC and New York. So he brings a whole diverse set of experiences. And, you know, I think, I think in some ways they're kind of cooking for themselves, which can be really fun, you know, when the chefs are, are feeling sort of freed creatively and, and uh, yeah, I think it, um, you know, I, I mean, I remember talking to somebody when night Heron closed and it was like, what it really needs is, a chef in the kitchen who is really passionate about the neighborhood and kind of drive the space. And so now they have two chefs in the kitchen who are really passionate about the space and can drive some business there. So I'm, I'm hopeful. Right. And it's just, it's not kind of a, another cookie cutter restaurant either. So, you know, I think that's good to adds a, adds a little character to the scene. So. I think it, it kind of goes well with the toasted coconut, which is right around the corner and is kind of a a personal, you know, passion project for Martin and Sarah Steyer and Sarah Troxel. I mean, I think, uh, you know, more more of that is always a good thing. I share that sentiment. All right. And then uh, 3B, I guess, Tiny Champions, the new pizza and pasta concept from the team behind Nancy's Hustle. You know, I want to wait for a full, like, audio review Restaurants of the Week segment until I've had a chance to go back for a second visit because we caught it on its first night open to the public. But certainly an exciting addition to the East End. And, you know, Nancy's Hustle is one of those restaurants that's managed to sort of break through and capture a lot of attention and both locally and nationally. So uh, a lot of excitement about this place. Absolutely. I, uh, um, the space has got an aesthetic to it, much like Nancy's Hustle. You're, you just kind of feel like this is the place to be. Uh, as I mentioned, it reminded me a little bit of uh, Palador 511 in, in New Orleans, which is definitely a good thing. So um, no doubt that... Uh, all the pieces are there for a another uh, another hit from yeah, the crew. And it's, and it's got a super, it's got a very veteran front of house staff with names people will recognize. Yep. So and a and a big outdoor space, which is something that um, I know Nancy Sussel has added recently, but wasn't part of their original formula. So that seems very well suited to our current moment. And something else that I, I think has been a takeaway from this year that I've noticed more um, is being in a, just being in a space where you're comfortable. Um, you know, part of that is, you know, protocols and, you know, what the safety precautions are, uh, are being followed. But part of it is also just, creating that um that environment to be able to be comfortable um and i don't know if that's something i looked at as much prior to this year or or maybe just wasn't aware of it as much but i've i've noticed that uh much more this year and you know when we were there it was just like this is a really comfortable space you know you're just hanging out with your friends you know good food there are a few mocktails on the menu, which I always appreciate. So um, definitely um, looking forward to uh, going back and looking forward to um, where, uh, where Tiny Champions um, goes from here. Absolutely. And then uh, 3C, Canal Sushi, a new restaurant in Midtown, easy for me to say, in the Drury Place Luxury Apartment Tower. Uh, this is the new project from Mike Lim, who was the chef at Tobio Sushi in Katy for a couple of years. And then uh, before that, came to Houston as part of the Roca Accord group. You know, I, I feel, you know, to a certain extent, I kind of feel like 
sushi focused restaurants are a little bit like steakhouses in the sense that I feel like we don't, we don't lack for good choices in that category, but there's always room for another one if it's really good. Yes. I'm with you. Did you go to Tobio when Mike was there by any chance? I did not. Um, I have uh, heard good things, uh, both about Tobio and both about Canal. Oh, yeah. I uh, Well, you're ahead of me on Canal because I haven't heard anything. I, I don't think I've seen anyone that's dined there on my various social feeds. But I am, I am curious to try it because I did go to Tobio a couple of times and really enjoyed it. That, uh, you know, in, in one, one time I visited, uh, they started with a whole side of tuna and broke it down and made a whole bunch of different courses with it. And apparently that's a tradition mm-hmm. he plans to continue. And I just, you know, I just, um, I mean, it's certainly a pretty space from the pictures and, and I think Mike has a good grasp on, you know, this kind of modern French influenced Japanese cuisine that uh, the people really seem to enjoy. Uh, and include me as one of those people. Absolutely. All right, Matt, that does it for our news of the week. We will be right back with our restaurants of the week. Stick around. Matt, for our restaurants of the week, I want to talk to you about a couple of places. The first one is Better Luck Tomorrow, which I realize isn't new, but is a place that has substantially sort of reinvented itself since it reopened after the shutdown. You know, I remember when it opened, Bobby Hugel was very specific about it's a bar and not a restaurant. Um, But now I think it, it might be fair to say, you know, it is more of a restaurant than a bar. It has, it has a bigger, more diverse food menu than I think it ever has before. Uh, you know, I thought the food was good before. Um, and I will be honest. That's why you have me on. It's true. I think the food's better now. No, I, I tend to agree with you. I mean, you know, we went for a kind of, you know, languid lunch right around the time it reopened. And, you know, we had the calamari sandwich and we had some of the other new dishes, the roasted oysters, um, both of which we really enjoyed. You know, I, I, I do get, I get messages from people sometimes being like, where can I eat lunch on a patio? You know, cause the lunch options for, for kind of elevated food are pretty limited right now. And better luck tomorrow is always on that list for me. Um, I don't know. What are some of the dishes you're really enjoying when you you've been going there? A couple of things the, the uh, calamari sandwich was probably my favorite sandwich, new sandwich of the year until Justin put out the mortadella sandwich, which is now my favorite sandwich of the year. Um, so that, that, that mortadella sandwich is, is extra special. Um, that uh, quail dish that they're doing is really good. Um, Justin's doing some, uh, some specials. He did a Japanese curry based on land curry, um, which was just really fantastic. Um, and this may be a good example of what I was trying to articulate earlier regarding um, how it's been a good, let's put that in quotes, year for, for Houston. Um, I'm not sure, uh, you know, this was the plan for better luck tomorrow, but their circumstances such as they were. And um, at the end of the day, I think that's a net positive for the Houston dining scene. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I didn't mean to sort of yada yada over that, but, but I think what's really driving it is that Justin, you, you know, who's one of the owners of better luck tomorrow is basically in the kitchen every day right now. And he's kind of really put his stamp on that menu. And so it is, it's, you know, less, 
I mean, it still has some of the kind of bar food and, and, you know, that the party melt's not going anywhere, but it's also got a few kind of hardier options that, you know, make it like a, a legitimate dining destination. And I haven't, I haven't been in for the steak night on a Wednesday, but you know, I, I will certainly avail myself of that in the very near future. I think. Daddy, it's a date. (laughs) <laughs> that uh <laughs> what's going to mean the steak night you know is, is another great option uh they do takeaway uh and it's really well done um they still have the pasta tuesdays the party melt um which we had uh was pro- is probably my my favorite version uh of that dish so far so um yeah. Again, just exciting stuff. And uh, I've taken the opportunity to um, make lunch plans there regularly. Yeah. And for people who like to have a little tipple with their lunch, all the booze, cocktails, beer, and wine is half off until 5 p.m. So, you know, it's not, uh, you know, I mean, I, I do love a, I do love a lazy Friday lunch with a cocktail that that is, that is one of my favorite things. So I, I hold BLT out as an, as an option for that sort of uh, recreation. I will join you and let you have all the cocktails you want. You can drive me home. It'll be perfect. I can drive you home. And then uh, just briefly for our second restaurant, I want to talk to you about lefties cheesesteaks. This is a Michigan based restaurant that comes to Houston because Houston Texans quarterback Deshaun Watson has become a part owner of the company. Now, Matt, I will say I, my, my chance to try lefties cheesesteaks came uh, the day before it opened to the public sitting next to the owner. So I won't say that I had an authentic lefties experience, but I did, I did enjoy my cheesesteak. Um, I know you had the chance to stop by. What did you think of lefties? Or perhaps you had a more authentic lefties cheesesteak experience. I might have had the platonic ideal lefties cheesesteak. <laughs> I can't uh, it would be that good for everyone else. Right. I um, the uh, I thought it was really interesting that. Um, but uh, Deshaun, Mr. Watson, was was actually there and ended up being fine for his appearance. Um, no, no judgment either way. Just, just no. Thought it was interesting. Um, I ordered the, uh, I believe it was the Southpaw, which has the hot Cheetos. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was it was a tasty cheesesteak. I thought the cheese sauce especially really stood out and uh, it was, it was not a small sandwich. Um, I ordered the onion rings. Um, this was their first full day of opening. Um, they were a little backed up, thought the onion rings were a little over, but they were not bad. Um, so, uh, Cheesesteaks, not one that grabs me a a lot. Um, But, you know, if you're in the mood for a cheesesteak, I think giving them a try, you you probably will find something that kind of tickles that taste. And uh, pretty big menu, surprisingly. Yeah, no, I I agree with you about the cheesecakes. I like that they sort of chop up the, instead of slicing it, they sort of chop it up. So you, you get kind of a gooey, like meat and cheese fusion inside the hoagie roll. I think that's makes it really tasty. And then, you know, they have burgers, they, they have corned beef. They buy their, their corned beef from a place in Detroit. That's also supplies uh, some of the best delis in that city. Um, and, and I got to come back for cheesesteak egg rolls. I mean, I, you know, I didn't get the chance to try those, but I, I really want to. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's almost unfair. Um, 
the uh, I definitely those definitely jumped out on the menu. I let discretion be the better part of valor um, and did not order those at the time. Um, but that, uh, uh, yeah, I, I would, I would definitely go back. I would definitely go back. Right. I, I will too, at least once the initial hype dies down, I was following them on, on Instagram. They had a line out the door for those first few days. I, I, uh, I, I mean, I, you know, I wish them all the success and then they have a, a second location opening at federal road and I 10, uh, probably within the next couple of weeks. So, you know, we're going to see more lefties popping up around Houston here pretty quickly, I think. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Well, it helps when you're one of your owners has a $40 million contract. I think that that can fuel some growth. Uh, and I, when you say contract, you mean annual? Yes, I do. I, I should explain. Yes. An a- annual salary, $40 million. All right. Uh, well, yeah. And maybe that's yes, why sir. he's not worried about getting fined for <laughs> protocol violations either. Uh, you know, Hey, to each his own. Uh, absolutely. All right, Matt, thank you very much. Thank you. And I will be right back with Ryan Lashane. I'm joined this week by Ryan Lashane, the chef owner of Real Restaurant in Montrose. Regular listeners of the show know that Ryan is a favorite guest around these parts. But if you're new to the show, let me just warn you, Ryan tends to dabble in a bit of adult language. So if you are easily offended or listening to this with kids in your car, you may want to click off uh, the show right now because this is your, this is your warning. Ryan, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me. I'll try to tone it down this episode. I promise. I I mean, you can, you can do what you want. You know, you, you are not without your fans in that regard. (laughs) There are people yeah. who, you know, just like Samuel L. Jackson, there, there are people who enjoy listening to you swear. Do you know you can get a thing on Alexa where you can just say, Alexa, um, tell Samuel L. Jackson to swear and he'll drop F-bombs? I, I did not know that. Yeah. It costs like a buck 25 a month. I got it on mine. It's hilarious. <laughs> Fantastic. All right. Let me, let me dive in here with you. The last time you were on the show, it was March. It was basically a day before uh, the government announced that it was closing dine-in service at restaurants. And even though it hadn't been officially announced, we kind of all knew it was coming. I mean, what has your experience been like navigating, opening, closing? I mean, is it is it better than, did it, did it go better than you thought it was going to go worse than you thought it was going to go or about how you thought it was going to go? It, you know, obviously we've never done anything this. So you don't, we didn't really know, right. I, you know, we we're in a better spot than like, you know, New York and LA and that are that we could, we had the opportunity to stay open. Um, you know, at real, we just literally the next day we turned into a, a to go restaurant, you know, and thankfully that, you know, helped and kind of morphed into us doing Louis. So we we're just doing, doing the sandwiches all afternoon. Um, you know, but it's, it's still, it's, it's a battle, like, you know, every day to, to, to figure out, you can only change gears so many times. Like, you know, we, we've changed gears and or whatever, what are people calling it? Pivoting. We've pivoted, you know, three, three, four times. And it's just like, it's like every two weeks, we're trying to open up a new restaurant, like trying to stay ahead of the game and trying to do this, trying to do that. And it's, just, it's, it's been tough, you know, it's exhausting. Yeah. I mean, you, did you do to go service before no. this year? No, no, never. You know, we like, if people like, you know, call, yeah, but we didn't have like a to go menu or like, you know, there's a lot that goes on for that. You know, um, like your restaurant is built to fill your dining room defeat it like not to ha- you know you have to buy a bunch of to-go containers that there's a there's costs and other things that go into this that i don't think a lot of people understand it's not that easy for us my food you know at real isn't that to-go friendly and a lot of the places like like you know mine aren't it's hard 
Yeah, caviar tufts don't travel well. Yeah, no, not at all. Not at all. So did you, I mean, how long did it, or, or how did you sort of go about figuring out like what dishes kind of would travel or, or what did you have to change to sort of make things accessible to people who wanted to go? You know, obviously there's the things like, like the raw items. We're not, I'm not sending oysters anywhere. I'm not sending crudo anywhere. There's just, you know, some of the fried items didn't, you know, I felt didn't travel that well. So we had to just, we just put a limited menu on there that we thought would, you know, you would get the best kind of real experience after sitting in your car forever, how long and bring it home. Um, and we just kind of took it from there, you know, where we still always had, you know, menu changes and, and all that kind of stuff, but we had to be a little bit more kind of, um, you know, ready to, to, to put something on that would travel well, you know, not just for the dining room. Yeah. I mean, you, you have had some, you have been able to still sort of innovate this year. I mean, let's talk about Louie's, which is the the sandwich pop-up kind of the, the ghost kitchen you opened as a, as a lunch option. Like, how did you, how did you sort of decide that that's what you wanted to do as a way to, to drive a little more revenue? Well, you know, we're trying to like, we're trying to stay ahead of the ball game and, you know, not just, you know, not just jump on what everyone else is doing. Like, you know, we've, we've spoken before. I like eating, I like eating sandwiches and I always bitch and moan on your show. If there's, I don't think there's only, a, there was a handful of places that I could sandwiches here. Um, and it was, you know, an opportunity maybe for me to do something that I wouldn't normally be able to do at a, at a real, um, you know, so I sat down with my staff and we put some stuff together and, and, um, you know, luckily it's been, you know, it's been somewhat successful for us. We've had, it's been like helping us out financially, you know, during the day a ton. It's, it's even spilled over to like, you know, people want them, want the sandwiches in the dining room. So we'll be doing for happy hour now. So you can get Louis in at real during happy hour from five to six thirty. Yeah. Um, I mean, are there kind of one or two that have really stood out? I mean, it seems like just colloquially, I feel like I see the fish sandwich on Instagram. Oh, fuck the fish sandwich. We sell, like, I can't even tell you how many, how many fish we sell. Like it, it got to the point where, um, you know, our, um, one of the cooks here, Anitra, I, I was going to, I was going to Nashville and I said, listen, like, let's work on this, like a fried fish sandwich. I like a filet fish, blah, blah, blah. And she, um, she fucking nailed it like the first time. Um, and then I came back and I was like, man, this is like, I, I just, I don't know what to say, but like, you know, negative about it or what we can fix or what we can tweak. It was, it was good. You know, and, and eventually, you know, it was first, we don't use like a, like a, a whole piece of fish. We make like a fish patty. So we were using kind of like, you know, like scraps from our fish dish, you know, at night, and that, and now we sell so many that we have to buy fish to, to make these fucking fillet fishes because we sell so many of them. It's crazy. Uh, rarely, rarely does an order come through to go that doesn't have that on there. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I you know I'm a sucker for a chicken parm, so that was the one that I, yeah. I sort of gravitated towards. And and it's just it's not it's not that they don't exist here, but but having you know gone to college on the East Coast where they're so ubiquitous. It just, it doesn't, it doesn't exist here in that form. All right. Yeah. I know. That's what we, you know, we kind of like, we didn't jump, like jump into it and just like, like, Hey, let's make a bunch of sandwiches. Like we sat down and put a lot of thought into it. You know, there's things that just that I personally just like eating themselves. You want them on the menu. And there's other things that some of the, the, you know, some of the cooks there wanted on. And I, you know, I always let them have some say or a lot of say of what goes on there. And we just, we just took it from there. Is there anything you tried that like people just didn't connect with? That I've, that I've had on the menu. Yeah. Yeah. The, the pizza sub. That's one of my favorites. And it's like, a, I don't know what it is, but like every kind of sandwich joint or sub place in, in Winnipeg has a pizza sub and something that they don't like. It's just, you know, it's the same as a chicken parm, but you have like, you know, salami and capicola and, and prep pepperoni on it and just, and marinara and cheese and it's heated up. But you know, it's just, it didn't for, it, there's something that loved it. Like we're diehards that would get it, and it's, but it didn't take off as well as I thought it would, but fuck it. I keep it on. Cause I want it on all of you anyways. <laughs> and then the other thing you've had some fun with this year is kind of recreating different fast food items like the, uh, yeah. like the Big Mac or the Taco Bell pizza. Mm-hmm. I mean, 
how did you how did you sort of decide to do that? Well, you know, like I said, like I said, it's another opportunity for us to kind of play around with the stuff that we wouldn't usually get to do, you know, because we have this opportunity where we have this like, you know, open door to put whatever we want on Louis's menu. I'm not kind of, you know, um, stuck doing upscale dining, you know, what I would do at, at Real. So it's been, you know, it's been a lot of fun and I, I like fast food. Like I'm not, I'm unapologetic, but I like McDonald's. I eat tacos. There's a Taco Bell on Shepherd there by the restaurant. I eat at all the time. And I was pissed when they were taking the pizza off. So we just, you know, took it upon ourselves and made our own. How are people responding to it? They, they seem pretty excited about it. Yeah. They, you know, they like it, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's taken off. It's a big, you know, the, uh, you know, the big Macs, like the big Mac, I think it's, it's really good, but it is what it is. The Mexican pizza. Um, like I, I made it and I was like, I was, okay, it's good. I really like it. And then I made it again. And then it was, and I like figured out what a fucking pain in the ass this thing is to make. There's like 10 touches on it. You got all this shit. And I was like, fuck, but you know, we're selling them. So (laughs) I guess we'll keep them on the menu. Right. And I mean, you were doing a Korean crunch wrap. Still do it for all this. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's like that too. Right. Where it, it looks pretty simple, but it's got a lot of components to it. Yeah. It's another one that has a lot of, um, a lot of components do it, but um, that's another big seller. And then, uh, and then, kind of, what is what is the state of Riel right now? I mean, you guys are this is this is roughly your fourth year anniversary, isn't it? Be four years, um, yeah. First week of January. I mean, how are you? I don't know. How are you feeling? Is kind of a squishy question, but I don't know. It's 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 hard. Like there's you know there's no like there's no light at the end of the tunnel. I don't know what to like. We just kind of like, we're just week to week it, you know, like let's put our heads down and get through this week. And then let's go on to the next week and, and, and see what happens because there's been no guidance or leadership or anything. So we just, you know, we feel we have to figure this out on our own, you know, and I'm sure like you know, every, you know, every other restaurants in the same boat as us. So I can't, you know, it's not just my problem. It's everyone's problem. It's kind of, it's scary, but everyone, you know, I, I feel is doing what they have to do to, you know, to kind of to stay to stay alive during this like fuck i've gone through a hurricane and now this thing if i can't you know this doesn't kill me i don't know what will yeah i mean well and i mean you have connections nationally right i mean in, in some ways you know like you said earlier i think we have it maybe a little better because we we were closed for indoor dining for maybe the least amount of time of almost anywhere in the country oh like i was and, and uh, we're not shutting down again i mean i I've been talking to guys and a good friend of mine in Portland, some guys in LA and that, and they can't do anything. Like they're fucked, you know? And a lot of them spent money that they didn't even have on patio furniture and heaters and, and lighting and all this shit to have outdoor seating to just, as soon as they, they, you know, bought the stuff, invested in it, they got shut down. It's just sitting there, you know, like some of these guys are in, in I, I don't know, they're in big trouble. Like I, I complain about this and, and boohoo, but you know, I'm in a better spot than a lot of those guys are. So thank God for that. Yeah. Um, and then let me ask you about your project in Nashville at the Virgin hotel. Yeah. How did that come about? Or I, I mean, cause I, I, as soon as that was announced, I, I got all these text messages from people that are like, why is Ryan Lashane moving to Nashville? And we had to sort of, I had to sort of debunk I know, that. It kind of came out that way that I was bucking off and going to Nashville, but. I just did a split time there. Um, Virgin had a guy that his, his job there was to, was to place chefs in different properties. So, you know, Matt McAllister does Dallas. Um, I'm not sure. I think there, you know, there's Dallas, Nashville and Chicago. I'm not sure he's in Chicago. Um, but the guy that did that, he lived in LA and I kind of knew him before, but whenever he would come into um, to Houston, he used to eat at Real. Um, and we kind of, he, he said like, and this is a, you know, this, this is a while ago. This is like, fuck, two years ago. Um, you know, would you be interested in that? I'd say, I said, yeah, fuck, of course I'd be interested in it. So it took, you know, it took a while and he brought um, their like head of F&B over all the, all the properties came in and they ate and, 
they're like, yeah, you know, and then next thing you know, you're signing contracts and you're going to national once a month. Yeah. So what are you, I mean, how would you sort of describe that restaurant and, and kind of how is it different than Riel? Well, there's really not, you know, right now there's no restaurant it's closed because um, you know, what's going on in t- I guess, you know, Tennessee, they're the last calls at um, 10 o'clock or 10 30, you know, 10 30, 11, they snatch your drinks off your food. You gotta, you know, you, you gotta go home. So there's not, not a lot going on there, especially in a hotel and a, in a town like Nashville where it, it um, thrives on like, you know, live music and, and tourism. So there's not a lot, you know, going on right now, but they've, you know, they've given me, you know, the opportunity to, to put my food on there. They really didn't ask like, you have to do this. You have to do that. They want, I think they want um, every, every hotel to have its own kind of identity. You know, McAllister does his deal in, in, um, in Dallas and I can kind of do what I want. Obviously I have to, I have to, you know, throw the food by them. I can't just do whatever the fuck I want to do, but you know, what, what the menu that I've written, um, they're happy with so far. So you don't have to like have like a chicken breast or a salmon or any of that stuff. No, you know, that's all like, um, that, like I'm only in charge of the, the commons club the the restaurant and the hotel the whole other place like all the events all that there's another chef that takes care of all that stuff so i have my own kitchen um you know eventually my own staff and we just take care of of that restaurant downstairs and that's it you know and i you know there's a there's a lot of things that are gonna that are gonna be there that are on the menu at real that you know i think are you know represent what i do yeah, you gotta you gotta take the pierogies and the cabbage rolls. That's how people will know it's you. Pierogies are gonna be on there. We're doing like a different kind of thing um, called lazy cabbage rolls. It's kind of like like you know you they're not they're not rolls. They're just kind of chopped up cabbage. And it's the same thing, tastes the same, but it it comes kind of more like in a little casserole ish form. What other what other real dishes are you planning to bring over? Well, we did, we're doing butter burgers there at the bar. I sell a million of those. Um, crap, what else have we had in there? Because um, we've been doing bar bites there most like for most of the time. We had like a, a small bar menu there. Um, and, uh, you know, Kevin Kobayashi, he was working with me a little bit at, uh, he's ex-Ramen um, Tatsuya. So he he's the CDC at... Um, at uh in nashville the comments up in nashville so you know kev you know i've known kevin for a while and he he worked at real with me for a little bit um so he he kind of knows what i want and he can he's been adjusting the, the menu and that kind of stuff there you know accordingly for you know what we can do there the limited amount we can do uh and then you recently added a new executive sue at real yeah am i gonna screw i didn't i didn't write this down it's Peter Wynn, right? Peter Wynn, yeah. So tell me a little bit about because I don't have you had an executive sue like since EJ Miller left? I mean Well, you know, we've had some, you know, some sous chefs there and that, but you know Peter um is it's kind of it's funny, like he just he emailed me his resume, you know, over a year ago, like from out of nowhere. And I was like, this guy from Boston. And he worked for um he worked for Jamie Bissonette at little donkey in Boston. And I know Biss. So like when I saw his resume, I was like, you know, I, I, I text Biss and I'm like, Hey, this guy, uh, said he worked for you. Um, you know, I need a guy, he's coming down to hire him. And Biss said, absolutely fucking hire him. And usually I won't hire anyone without them coming in, like, you know, hanging out for a bit or like, you know, staging just to see if everyone fits in, you know? Um, and he's been great. Yeah. He's been, he's been really, really good. We had a, you know, um, our old sous chef moved on. So I needed a guy. He's been awesome. I couldn't ask for, you know, anything, anything better right now. Yeah. I, I was sort of impressed that he's uh, a first generation Vietnamese American and that he's fluent in Vietnamese. I feel like all of that would play. Those aren't flavors I think of as being part of the real menu, but I think they'd all kind of fit there. It fits there. You know, he, he's bringing a lot of, um, like stuff from like the Northeast that I'm not familiar with either, you know, that kind of stuff. Like he, we, he put this like seafood stew 
our fisherman sewer caught on the menu the other day. It just had like some mussels, some shrimp, um, and like this kind of red sauce. And it was great. Like he's, he's a good cook and he's smart. Um, fucking works hard. Like he's always doing something there. I don't have to, it's, it's, I don't have to worry about it. It's nice having a guy like that who takes pride in his, his job, you know, and what like wants to, wants to run the place. Well, I don't, cause I have to be at a town here once in a while or with my, with my kids or, or that kind of stuff. But he's, you know, like, he's doing great. Well, that's awesome. Smart guy, real smart dude. Yeah, I mean, so, you know, I, I mean, what are you, you know, I, I don't quite know how to ask this. I mean, like, what are you, do you, are you, are you looking forward to 2021? Or, or I mean, are you, do well, you feel like we're kind of through the worst of it? Fucking worse, like, you know? Yeah. Really, like, you got to, you know, in some way, like in some way, shape or form, try to stay positive about it. Like if you just, you know, why even keep doing this if you're not going to, you know, hopefully things work out. Right. Like, yeah, like that's the only thing that's kind of keep kept me and I know my staff going is like, let's, let's work our way through this and, and, and try to stay positive and, and, you know, do what we can do. Like we can only control what happens in my restaurant. I can't control what happens anywhere else. So, um, you know, we've been like really trying to be diligent of what we're doing there and why we're doing it. I mean, are you looking to the future? I mean, like, could you, I don't know, like, could you spin Louis off into its own restaurant or anything like that? I think we probably, you know, I think we probably could. I don't know if now is the time to do it. Like, I don't know. Everyone's, you know, I'd be lying if I said I'm, I'm not gun shy about opening up something else when you know, I got to get Riel back on track first. Like that's always my first priority is, you know, like we got to get back to where we want to be. And, you know, so I think that's everyone's problem right now is we have to, you know, once this, whatever happens or if it, you know, goes back to hundred percent or blah, blah, whatever, we all have to figure a way to keep moving forward or there's not, we're all going to be gone. You know, there's going to be like all those places in where on post Oak there and, you know, a bunch of chain restaurants and that will all be dead. You know, so we're pushing along. Yeah. Um, I, I saw you were uh, quoted in a, in an eater article about some of your favorite new restaurants of the year. I mean, I know you don't get a lot of time, but have you, have you been anywhere recently that really impressed you? I ate at Pier six yesterday. It was awesome. Yeah, what did you like about it? Or what did you have? I think mean, it was just good. Like, it's kind of, I don't know, it's kind of my wheelhouse. I like eating that kind of stuff. Like, you know, like nothing was, like, it was just solid. Like nothing was, was like overly done. It was, you know, the place was, you know, as full as it could be with, you know, well, they're still doing things. They're wearing a mask or their distance and that, but it's as full as it could be. And I just, I had a great meal there. I enjoyed it. thought it was good. You know? Have you been to any of the other new spots in your neighborhood? Have you been to Blue Dorn or Ostia? I haven't been to Blue Dorn. Um, I'm going to go to Ostia next week. I'm going to try. Um, like, I've, you know, I've been traveling back and forth from, from Nashville, and, and I just, you know, I'm, I'm having a time to go out much and, 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 and see these new spots. You know? Just hopefully soon I'll be able to. Right. Well, now, yeah, now you've got this, this fancy uh, – executive sous chef you can put him in, <laughs> you can peace out peace out on a tuesday and go out to dinner make him do even more than he already does yeah that's what you pay him for right yeah yeah uh i know you're a big I, I know you've got some some uh relationships with the goodnight folks i mean i i had the chance to go to march uh this weekend and and i gotta tell you it's a it's a really impressive uh, restaurant and everything that they've put together. I, you know, yeah, I haven't eaten, but, um, you know, uh, Felipe's taking me up there to look around and it's, it's no joke. It's nice. Yeah. I mean, I was just yeah, looking uh, at the, the art on the walls and the, the attention furniture to and yeah, it's just really, really refined. Yeah. It's another one on my list to go through soon. And I'm like, I like, you know, I used to work with, with Felipe at, at Reef, you know, I, I like him. He's a good dude. I think he's a great cook. So I'm, I'm excited to go see what they got going there. Yeah. 
Well, Ryan, I got to say that brings me to the end of my questions, unless there is something else you would like to discuss. No, I don't think so. How you been doing? You know, man, I'm, I'm hanging in there. It's been a topsy-turvy year, but I've just, you know, tried to keep my head above water. Just keep, just keep dog paddling. Fucking tell me about it. Treading water. Yeah. Just, just, you know, maybe make a little bit of progress and just kind of, just kind of keep swimming. I don't, I don't really know that there's, you know, and, and trying to navigate, you know, it's like, it's like there's a study from South Korea that showed uh, COVID exposure beyond a radius of six feet, but it involved three people. And it's like, I, I don't know how to navigate that versus how to like, you know, versus my own like colloquial experience of just going to places and feeling pretty safe. You know, I've been, I've tried to be really smart about where I go and go to places I trust or are owned by. You know, I like, I respect. I feel safest in my own restaurant. Like I know what goes on there and I know how, like, you know, how serious we're taking it and that kind of stuff. We've had no one get sick, um, you know, knock on, knock on wood, but, um, but we still have to keep pushing forward in that. So yeah, we've, you know, and you just have to spend the money to do this. That's, that's just the, the nature of the, the beast now, but you know, I've, do I feel the safest in, in my spot. Awesome. All right, man. Well, uh, I won't bother with the lightning round because Lord knows you've done it enough times. But, uh, <laughs> all right. Just remind people uh, the website and all that for real. What are we at? Um, I think it's real. Is it real Houston? Real shit. I fucking forget, man. I'm the worst. <laughs> all right, I, buddy. I got you. It's right. it's realhtx.com. All right. dot com. Follow Ryan on Instagram at Arlashane. Yeah. Uh, not so much for restaurant stuff, but mostly just for pictures of his kids. That's, yeah, that's exactly right. All right, Ryan, thanks so much. Thanks, Eric. I'll talk to everybody. All right. Bye. You can follow me on Instagram at Eric Sandler. Keep it locked on culturemap.com for all the latest Houston bar and restaurant news. Thanks so much for listening. I'll be back next year. <laughs> <laughs>